0: This is Be Known, and I'm Kara Fahlbacher. You're listening to Episode 71. We were made for a relationship, but so often our relationships are broken. And when our relationships are broken, we are broken too. One of our deepest human desires is to be known, but we often have lost ourselves along the way. And this podcast is here to help you get your relationships back to a place of wholeness, a place of authentic connection, where you feel truly known. So come on in and sit a while. Let's exchange fear for love and finally see what good relationships are made of. Man, welcome back. It's so good to be back with you after a couple of months of a break from the show. The podcast doesn't come in seasons, but there are several breaks throughout the year to give me time to breathe and rest and brainstorm and organize new content ideas for you. But it's great to finally be back. I've also learned how I don't create well when my kids are home because there's too much stimulation and noise (laughs) for me to reflect and write and all those kinds of things. So my break was a bit longer this summer than I anticipated as I was waiting to get my kids back in school so I could have some margin I needed to create. Thank you for being patient with me if you've been waiting on the show to come back and for joining me again today. You know, it's weird how God changes things around, too. My plan wasn't to welcome you guys back with the content I'm sharing today, but after I saw one of Dr. Camden Morgante's Instagram posts on modesty culture and started having some conversations with you in that space about it, too, I decided I can't ignore this one and I'm just going to hit the ground running hard today. (laughs) Now, hear me. I'm... Barely scratching the surface here as I'm, as I do in some of my other episodes. We have a short show here. So just know there's a lot more to this conversation, a lot more complicated things, a lot more story, maybe even some personal trauma you've had with this. So please feel free to email me with any more questions you'd like answered either on social media or on the podcast at info at com. I'll also just say, there are a couple of things that I say today that may not be appropriate for young ears. So if you are listening with young children around, maybe push pause and wait until you are by yourself. So let's jump in. Today we are talking about modesty culture, body shame a little bit, and how to begin to change how we talk about this and what we teach young girls and women If you're a man listening to this episode, please stick with me because this affects you too. Let's first define modesty culture. Right now in many Christian circles, people are talking about different problematic cultures that were Taught is is really what happens, taught and, and expected for people to live out, whether they were explicitly taught or implicitly in their homes or in their churches that weren't always handled too well, if we're being honest. So, you know, purity culture, for example, is one of those things like these whole movements of extreme legalistic rules to follow. And if one doesn't, there's a lot of shame there, too. So modesty culture was the movement in which young girls, teens, and young women, and maybe even a lot of adult women, were taught to be super modest, to make sure they weren't causing the guys around them to stumble or to lust over them. That's essentially what it was. We were supposed to protect them in that way. Now, I'm sharing my perspective as a Southern white Christian woman in the U.S. I grew up in that culture. So a lot of what I'm saying today is a challenge to that specific culture I know different places in the world and various ethnic and religious groups see these issues differently, and I don't have time to get into all that today. This is a conversation specifically also about male-female relationships, and I get that not all males feel sexual attraction to females and vice versa, so if none of this resonates with you, I apologize for that. But I think at the end, you will find regardless that what I'm hoping we can teach people instead will apply to everyone. Also, I know this is 2022 and that covering women's bodies has been a thing for forever and has manifested in different ways over time and fashion has looked different too as it still does in various parts of the world. So we're not gonna get lost in all those details today, but I just wanted to let you know that I am aware that there's a lot of nuance with all of this that we just don't have time to handle in this space. But what, where we'll start instead is with how modesty culture has affected me and how has it has affected a lot of you. So I can think of so many examples to share with you. It's kind of sad, but the one that stands out the most is when I was spending a summer with a bunch of college students doing ministry together, and one of the rules for the girls is that we had to wear one-piece swimsuits, among other rules, and we even had to wear shorts and t-shirts covering our swimsuits when we were swimming with the boys, and I was already used to this. Like every time I went to youth camp, it was the same rules. The guys got to wear swim shorts and no shirts because apparently girls don't ever look at hot guy bodies. Insert eye roll emoji. But we had to cover all that up. The girls had to. So the boys didn't really see any parts of our bodies that they could lust over. So I had this one piece I brought that summer That took me forever to find and looked great on me, I thought. But one of the leaders told me it showed too much of my cleavage and I had to go buy another one. I'll never forget this because I went to Walmart with some of my friends to find another swimsuit and I was angry about it because it was really inconvenient. I was embarrassed because nobody else had to go buy another new swimsuit, just me. And I felt like a little kid being reprimanded, and I was an adult at that time. And to top that off, I had no money. So I had to buy a new swimsuit, and my bank account went in the negative. I had to call my parents to help me. I cried so much about that. Like, seriously, because my swimsuit showed an inch too much. I had to go in the negative in my bank account to make sure the boys didn't see any tiny bit of my boobs. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous, honestly. A friend reminded me of something else similar that happened that summer too. The boys gave the girls a list of things that we could do to help them not lust. Y'all, I have no idea why they did this. I have very little memory of it. Maybe I'm trying to block it out. But They did. They wrote this list and gave it to us. (laughs) One thing my friend remembered that was on the list was to not wear purses with straps that crossed our bodies, crossed over our chest, because it made the boys want to look at our boobs. Like, is this real life, y'all? Like, purses. I'm not even making this stuff up. So many of you could probably tell me tons of stories about rules that were placed on you like this that are honestly kind of ridiculous if we're sitting and thinking about them too long, you know. Rules to cover your bodies so the guys won't look and lust. I mean, seriously, that's what it really boiled down to. Rules like shorts need to be no more than three inches above the knee and no spaghetti straps. Straps should be at least think three fingers wide and oh my goodness, absolutely no shirts that are strapless, my goodness. Shirts can't be fitted or show your tummy. Absolutely no cleavage ever, God forbid. Dresses can't be fitted or too short. Only one-piece swimsuits with t-shirts over the top, like y'all. These are actual things, and maybe in a lot of your circles, it still is an actual thing. There are so many rules, and it seems like they're for girls only, to cover their bodies, to cover their curves. Yes, women's bodies are made differently than man, than men's bodies. And women are taught to cover their curves. Any Any of them, anything about their body. We don't need to show too much leg. We don't need to show too much tummy. We don't need to show any of our private areas anywhere too much, right? And because of that, girls were always nervous about what we wore. Like, is this fitting into those rules? Oh my god, what if the boys actually look at my body? We had to constantly be on edge and we were shamed or felt very ashamed if something we wore was fitted or more low cut or too short or whatever. And yes, I do know it's been worse in other time periods and worse in other cultures today. I do get that. But for most of us who grew up like this, it was very shaming and problematic because modesty culture, which is what all that really is, It leads to body shame, and it makes us take responsibility for something that isn't ours, right? This can greatly affect our relationships with our own bodies, but also our relationships with other people. Modesty leads to body shame because it's essentially telling you your body isn't good because your body makes dudes Lust. Your body makes dudes fantasize and maybe even masturbate. In other words, your body makes dudes sin or it makes them go further than even that. It makes them want to touch you and do all kinds of things to you. So your body needs to be covered and hidden. It's not good. It needs to be covered and hidden. Dr. Camden Morgante also says this. Modesty culture leads to a lot of body shame and a sense that our bodies are inherently wrong, sinful, and can cause others to stumble. Gosh, how many times have we heard that? She says it makes girls responsible for boys' lust instead of empowering each gender to be responsible for their own thoughts and actions. You know, this sounds so familiar, right? In the Garden of Eden, after Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and disobeyed God, the first thing they did was hide from Him and from each other. They were ashamed. Their sin separated them from Him, and they were ashamed of their bodies and their nakedness. Their bodies created as good that He never intended them to feel shame about. Yeah, those bodies. They hid from him and from each other. And God's like, how'd you know you're naked? In other words, what happened for you to start seeing your bodies as anything other than good? What happened to make you want to hide them? The fall affected how we see bodies. It was when body shame entered the picture. And God, you know, so graciously provided them coverings for their bodies because he knew that that in that moment, It would probably never be the same it wasn't supposed to be like this ever now y'all i'm not saying we all need to join like weird naked colonies and never wear clothes again but it's important to recognize that your body is good your body isn't some sexual object that's the reason a man can't control himself do i need to say that again Your body isn't some sexual object. That's the reason a man can't control himself. Your body is good. You were made in the image of God, too. And I'm talking to the women right there. Modesty culture also makes women take responsibility for man's actions. And that's so messed up. No one is responsible for anyone's actions, thoughts, feelings, or behaviors other than their own. If I wear a bikini at the beach, and newsflash, I do sometimes, it is not my fault if some dude starts fantasizing over me. I'm just there to tan and swim. He's in control of himself. He doesn't have to let his brain go there. And if I see a fit man in a swimsuit, it's my responsibility, especially as a married woman, to not let my eyes linger too long or let my brain go too far. Can I think someone is attractive? Sure. But it's my job not to let my thoughts go too far, and it's a man's job to do the same. Well, Kara, men are more visual and just fantasize so much more than women. Their brains immediately go to sex. Okay. Okay. That's what we've all been taught as women and why we're told to cover up. But I'd wager there's a lot more to men than being some sort of sex animal. They can control themselves. And if their thoughts go too far, they're responsible to rein them in. That doesn't mean we just put our bodies on display all the time either. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying those legalistic rules are a bit much. And men are responsible for their own thoughts and behaviors, period. And so are women. Women, if you are putting on clothes specifically to lead a man to want you sexually, then I'd say that's not great. Unless it's your spouse, then how about it? But if you find yourself just looking for attention, specifically sexual attention, then that's your responsibility to own up to and work through and work on. Because I would say that that's not okay either. You know, I'm not sure there's a black and white way to fix this issue. I do think, however, the legalistic rules can, for the most part, be tossed. For women, we need to think about what we feel comfortable wearing and what we feel is okay. Not because of some rule that's been thrown on you in your life, but what you actually feel like is okay. You know, if you're not comfortable wearing bikinis in front of other men, then don't. But if you are, wear it. If you're comfortable with crop tops, then wear them. If you're not, then don't. There's a lot more gray here than there is black and white, and we have to accept that. Christians, specifically here, we have to accept that. We as women and men do also need to consider social and professional norms and dress appropriately. Like, I'm not showing up to counsel people in a crop in shorts, okay? But I may wear that to work out or go to Target, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's so much gray here. I think we need to be more kind about that and more accepting of the fact that there is so much gray. We don't need to judge other people and tell them what to wear and what not to wear, right? So we don't need to be as focused on telling women what they can and can't. Where, instead, we can teach them what true modesty really looks like, which is humility and grace and a compassionate heart and a non-judgmental attitude toward self and other people, right? We can teach them what that looks like instead. And men, you can teach younger guys to stop blaming women for their lust, period. Period. You can teach them to feel attraction without going too far in their minds, and you can teach them to turn away if it's that difficult, to lean into the Holy Spirit for that kind of self-control. You know, we can also do better respecting our own bodies and other bodies by resisting seeing them as sexual objects only. But as people created in the image of God, people created good We as the church need to be people of compassion and grace, not people who keep adding more and more legalistic rules to scripture that shame people. Jesus couldn't stand that when he walked this earth. So we get off our high horses and we stop making women feel so ashamed of the curves they're in. We take responsibility for ourselves and live in a way that we believe is honoring the one who made us and our bodies good. Thanks for sitting a while with me today and being patient through that. I trust that learning to debunk modesty culture and fighting body shame will help you take another step toward wholeness so you can finally see what good relationships are made of. If you need to work through some of the shame that you've had from past experiences and teachings like those in modesty culture, I'd love to work with you one-on-one through coaching. My heart is to help you have more whole relationships with yourself, with God, and with others. So please check out how to work with me at slash book-online. I have a couple of coaching spots available right now, so snatch those while they're there. To finish up, the transcript for this episode is on the podcast page on my website, www.karafabacher.com where a lot of other resources are available for you too, including my blog. A big thanks to my friend Robert Hargrove for creating our music for the show and Alana Dawson for editing. Until next time, my friend, I'll see you soon.